Jesus. You're just like your father. You're lazy. You're never gonna be more than lazy. You can't do this. You're gonna fail at everything. You don't know anything. You're fat. You're stupid. Why do you even bother to try? Why You're a worthless pizza. You're a failure. Who do you think you are? We believe we come here to participate in the fullness of the human experience. Since our inception on this earthly plane, we are told what to believe in our limitations. A great deal of human sorrow is a feeling of incompleteness brought about by limited thinking of our divine potential. The time has come to awaken to consciousness and become multi-dimensional beings and become one with the multiverse of creation, following the fire within, guided by our Pyro Compass. Hi, we're Pyro Compass and I'm John. I'm Brian. We'd like to thank you folks for tuning in today. We hope to touch on something about dimensions. And when we talk about dimensions, I'm thinking about more about ghosts, uh, perhaps travelers from other dimensions. So you also want to tap into the paranormal then? Well, I think it's all tied together. Oh, all right. So where would you like to start this? I know that you have a uh, really incredible story. I do. I have a, a story about a good friend of mine growing up. We were friends from five years old and, oh, this is about 10 years ago. He killed himself and I had him come to me in dreams before and I was thinking about him one night I was at a previous house and sitting on the computer and having a few drinks it was a Friday night just enjoying computer time and some quiet time it really was and uh and the lights started blinking above me the recessed ceiling lights and that was not uncommon for this house and I knew there was probably spirit activity there but is it there, or are we just conduits of it? I, that I don't know. Now, had you ever experienced activity in that house prior to this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so was this different? I kind of knew it was him. Don't ask me how. Just a gut feeling. I knew it was him. Well, had you been thinking about him? I don't think so, but he popped into my head. And that, what, Did I trigger it, or was he trying to get into my head? I don't know. All right, well, what happened? Then? But the, the funny part was, I knew he was trying to get my attention. And usually I just... I've always talked to spirits and say, it's like, okay, stop dimming the lights. You're making my electricity bill fluctuate. <laughs> and, and it costs me money here. Knock it off. But uh, I knew it was him. And I just kind of, I went with it. And and the lights became more aggressive the way they blinked. And, really? and it, was, it was like it was get, trying to get my attention. And, and all of a sudden... Sounds like it did. It did. It did. And I, and I, and I paid attention. And... The one right over my head went pop, it blew, and uh, as soon as that popped, I got a friend request from my friend's son. Are you serious? And it was it was the coolest thing. It's like I knew like he was trying to tell me something, and I didn't know what it was, but I knew he was trying to get my attention. But then when the light popped, that I and it just boom a friend request on Facebook. Well, how soon after the light bulb oh, blew? Ten seconds. It was that quick. That's that's a, that's a quick turnaround it, right it, there. It really was. And it was like, pay attention, pay attention. And to me, it was just it's like, it was a heads up. I want you to hear something. Uh, Did his son have anything to say specific? No, no. It was just a friend request, which I accepted. But I, I just, it was like he was... Excited that his son was going to yeah, be talking Yeah, and, and I don't know if his son was talking to his father, perhaps, or something like that. And it makes you wonder, is, it, is some part of the other side, the other dimension still try to influence us or get in touch with us. Of course they are. Whether it be through dreams, uh, channeling, uh, anything. 
Synchronicities. Have you ever had the that dry moment where you're not doing anything, you're washing dishes or something maybe, and you'll get this thought, intuition, usually a thought, and then like not long after that, it just happens exactly the way you thought it? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh. But I, I think those chores, and I've often talked about that myself as far as painting, it's such to me it's a brain dead activity it's a meditative state it, it really is it puts you in that zone just that repetition but I can get in that way washing a floor you know on your hands and knees it's just it's just <laughs> it's so it's like just the movement in itself creates a blank space I think that's and, pretty incredible that you can because it, it's true there's actually something called bowl washing hypnosis I believe it's called because of the circular motion you keep making when you're washing dishes and it kind of puts you in a zen state that would make sense the repetition of it yeah but I wonder how much has to do with also being involved in water water is a great grounding conductor yeah you're right so when when you think about that and I have a story go ahead my turn (laughs) (laughs) I actually uh, you're done with your story because I like your story yeah no I'm I'm done with that one (laughs) can I have a question about your story did you ever tell your friend's son no what happened no, no. no. Uh, if I met him face to face, I would probably be comfortable enough to tell him that. Because I have a feeling he's probably into that. Was this near the anniversary or, or anything like that? Gosh, or? I don't remember when that happened. Hmm. I don't remember. Well, it, it was. But you don't always have to be on the uh, people that pass away side of this. I. One of my examples of this, and this is just incredible stuff. I, I love this stuff. I was actually doing dishes one night, and uh, a, a it was that time of year already, huh? <laughs> well, I, was, uh, I couldn't afford Dixie cups anymore. <laughs> They're getting pricey. I was to buy wine glasses, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that one dish it was dirty. <laughs> So, so anyways, I, I'm doing, I have a friend and, and his uh, wife was pregnant and again, and the child was supposed to be born in December and they didn't know the sex of the child or anything. And I, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just washing a bowl and all of a sudden it popped in my head. The date was going to be November and I can't remember the date now. This is years ago. And it was a girl. Well, I called my friend. And I said, you're having a girl, and she's coming in November, not December. And he, had just for the heck of it, just said, yeah, I'm going to write this down in case we want to come back to it later. So he wrote it down. He kept it in his wallet. Well, I get a phone call one night in November, and it's him. Turns out I had the exact date, and it was a girl. So, you know, even though nobody had passed, I was still able to get into that zen state. The funny part about... Especially who I know you're talking about who it happened to. Some part of him wants to believe in that. Some part of him does want to believe in it, and I'm I'm hoping that as we're able to progress with our subscribers, please feel free to subscribe again to us. That we're going to be able to start taking phone calls in, and even might have him on. He's he's, he's actually a doctor. We'll have him in as a guest speaker. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun, I, and I think we both 
very receptive. We both like to learn. Not that we have to believe everything, but we, we like to learn and explore. And, and I think that the other big part that we're, we need to do and express to other people that feel like us is, you know, we don't have to push it onto people, but you can plant the seed. John, John planted a seed with me the other morning. I do it with him a lot of mornings just for fun. And I, I think we tap base on this, but this is how easy it is to get in somebody's head. He was away at work and he texted me some lyrics he said, I got this song in my head. It was Song of the South by Alabama. It's <laughs> it, just because he, I read the text, and of course I sent him back the next set of lyrics. I couldn't shake that song for the entire day. It was in my head all day long until I played the song. Well, you know, the funny part is, and I, and I remember questioning you on this, and it's like, I don't know why this is in my head. It wasn't a song that I sang or anything like that. And I said, maybe it actually the was Song of the South. And I think the lyrics I quote, quoted you were, it's like, we were so poor we couldn't tell. Well, the Wall Street <laughs> fell. Yes. And it's like, and lo and behold, Wall Street went down a thousand points that day, which was kind of funny in itself. So there, it's, John, I think maybe you ought to go into some of this stuff. I think you could make some money on the, on the market. Well, have you ever done like horse racing? No, that 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 in itself to me is just like that's intuition. Everybody, everybody looks, everybody looks at all oh, the stats of the horse, and it's like, no. I like and I always like zone in. It's like I like the name of this one or the number, <laughs> and it could be something something like that. You know, uh, I one of the things that John and I, when we first got to know each other, we both thought was rather interesting is our favorite number is thirty three. Thirty three is a positively great number for yep. us. Yep. So if I saw a horse with thirty three, I, I would just go for it. I'm betting on that horse. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, there's something to it, and you know, and whether it be that gut feeling about the horse, or is there other part? Is okay. That goes back to dimensions. Are we multi-dimensional beings that have access to this information? And that's what it's all about: um, tapping into that other parts of yourself that might have, you know, maybe a future version of yourself. And and I and I talked about that when we first met. It's like I. I'm a type of person. It's like if you wanted to change something in your past, you can't really change it, or can you? I mean, we're look, we're looking in linear time. What happens when you step outside of time? And it's like if you go beyond your physical shell, and if energy lasts forever, why could you not go back to a previous version of yourself, say when you were five years old, and give yourself a pep talk? If if, if all timelines are coexisting as one, can you cross that barrier? I believe that you're one hundred percent correct. They are all running in conjunction with each other. It's just learning how to hop from one to the other. And I think one of the best TV shows that do the timeline jumping that I like to watch is uh, The Flash. Uh, because, you know, he's always going back and changing time, but there's always consequences. And I think that there are consequences to doing so. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I believe that my father, though we were not close, I believe that he somehow swapped his dimensional body with... He swapped his body with him, a body from another dimension. And I, the story to prove this is... I was just telling John this morning this story. My father had multiple sclerosis, and before I was born, his right eye froze, and he couldn't move it. And one morning... How many years have elapsed? Uh, 17, 17 years? 18 years? So, 17 years, he had an issue. 17 years that I know for sure I, his right eye never moved. Okay. He couldn't move it. <laughs> and my mother shrieks one morning, and I fly off the couch, and I get out there... And I go, you know, what's everything okay? And she goes, look at your father's eye. Watch. Do it. And my father went to move his eye. And it moved. It, I, even I was surprised that it moved. 
The funny thing is, John will go through this, I will go through this, checking that we both went through it this morning, but my father said it that morning, it feels when I woke up like I wasn't all here yet. Now, I don't think my father's body just healed at this point. I think my father somehow dimension jumped or timeline jumped. I'm going to go dimension jumped into another dimension in his sleep and brought back his uh, his mirror image of himself from another dimension, his other self from another dimension. And I, I believe that in that dimension, both eyes worked. I have heard things about people saying, like, like there's an artist in every single one of us or a musician. Correct. And if all you have to do is get into that zone, access that realm, you can pull that information back. So there might be a really good musician. You know, it could be a concert pianist type thing that you could actually tap in, pull that back. I mean, if you if you get out of your left brain thinking, thinking that you're just confined to this body, and know that you can travel different realms with your mind, go grab the information. Okay, let's take that your rainbow body. Yeah, the, the whole the whole the rainbow body. Now explain well, that well, to the well, viewers. Well, no, actually, please. no. It's it's your your. It's like even like the picture of a rainbow. I mean, it's it, it's it's crossing. It 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 lands on the earth or wherever it is. But it's, it's like, like Wizard of Oz. It brings you to another land. I got to ask, because I don't know anybody and anybody out there, that if this has happened to you, please chime in. Leave a comment. Email us. You can find us online everywhere at YouTube, Power Compass. Leave a comment, please. But have you ever stood somewhere where it was the actual end of the rainbow? No. Wouldn't that be amazing? To see where it's landing onto the ground. What if you're doing that with your mind, your energetic body, when you're throwing out a will or a prayer? Some, well, some, well, some, will. You some, were just talking about some, will. Some part of communication that you're longing for something. Now, whether it be a prayer, uh, a higher knowledge, you're casting it out to the universe and you're waiting for it to come back. Okay, I need to bounce back to the will because you brought up an interesting thing about will last, last week and we didn't have a chance to do one. But... You find it interesting. It's the last will and testament when somebody before somebody passes. Yep. But we also know that DNA it has genetics in it from prior relatives, mm-hmm. ancestors. Now you brought up something that I really got me thinking, and that was when you leave somebody their your will, their will. Is it their will, as in not not just their estate stuff, but their will, their enthusiasm, their their will, their want that they want in life. Are you adopting that if that is will is left to you? Earthly treasures or possessions, yes. But I think you're right. I mean, can you actually leave that strength? Well, we talked about that. What was it? Outlander. They used to go around and just chop off people's heads. Outlander. Then, no, um, Highlander. Highlander. And, uh, and you think about that, is there some meaning to it? I mean, look at even like an animal sacrifice that people used to do. And it's like, are they absorbing that essence, that energy force, life force from that animal when they do that? Well, for people that haven't watched Highlander in the series, uh, you cut if you cut another immortal's head off, he would get their power, their energy force. And that's what you're calling this right now. That's what you're saying. Well, you know, it's funny. It, going back to your will comment, and I'm only saying this because last week there was a funeral that I went to. And and everybody's praying. It was very uh, 
Growing up Baptist was very Baptist. It was more like being in church. But <laughs> too preachy for my liking. Wait till but, I release you. <laughs> it was uh, very structured. But um, when everybody's praying, uh, I'm observing everybody. And, and, and just out of rebellion, I'm not closing my eyes. I'm just looking around the room. And when people are praying like the Lord's Prayer, it's like I was amazed at how many people were touching themselves as far as like the Spirit was on them. Wait, well, are, you, are you talking about around the neck area? Like when we're just talking fidget, his energy? Fidgety, fidgety. They were touching themselves. And I don't even know if how many people actually did it. But, but the funny part is when they're doing this, I, I almost got like a sense of strength about it. Not having my eyes closed. Like it almost, it was almost like, you know, like without... It sounds outla- like outla- manipulation you know, outla- well, in a way. Outlander, when he was an outlander, highlander. It's like when he got the power, the download. It was like, ah, yeah. there was the pain. He usually brought him to his knees. Right. But it's funny, at this service, it's, it was almost like that will, whatever was being honored there, I could feel like that strength coming into me. And I felt, I felt charged right, right up. It was, like, it was like capturing it. I don't know how to word it other than that. So, all right, I, I, know, I know I have to go this way. So you're saying that because everybody was focusing on the same thing, there was an energetic heightenment right there definitely, happening. Definitely, definitely. Now... On top of the funeral, you also were talking about the next day being Super Bowl Sunday, and you have a theory about Super Bowl well, Sunday. Well, I've always thought that many people concentrating their energy on one thing, it's a vortex of energy, and what are they doing? No. I know they're all putting it on a certain team, but it, I'm sorry, that's energy. If you can capture that energy, can you imagine you can harness it and you can use it to your own liking? Now, can you imagine all that energy, like this last Super Bowl, being played in a dome with nowhere for that energy to go to? And the team that gets rooted for the most, I guarantee you, is going to be the team that wins. And guess what? You had more Eagles fans in that dome than you had Patriots fans. And you could tell by the screaming. And the Eagles won the game. Who had more energy behind them? But, Life but force energy. But look how you... Look how you feel after you exert that much energy. You've got an initial charge, yes, but don't you kind of crash the next day? It depends. Yeah. If I'm a Patriots fan, yeah, you uh, crash. You got a cold. If the, well, the, I did, I, I did this week uh, after it, but I, I, I don't know if that's it or not. But it, it kind of depends. You're right, though, because last year when they won, I was. If it goes the right way, I mean, my energy stays for days. Yep. It's an energetic high. and um, But there, there, I, there are questions for me that I really have when it comes to a stadium in particular, and that's the Superdome in Louisiana. We know during Hurricane Katrina that a lot of people stayed in there. Yep. Many people passed away in there, and the fact that so many had passed away in there, they had thought about tearing that dome down. And I was wondering why they were thinking about tearing the dome down, and they said that they felt that it would be disrespectful to the people that passed away. I don't think that's it. I think it actually comes down to their spirit activity in there now because of all the trauma that went through there. Well, look at 9-11. I mean, just... Go, yes. And what they did, you know, you, you it was being built when you went there, right? The, the uh, fountain... The or, Freedom Tower was, was still in progress of being built, yes. Yeah. And it's like you, you've that much life, loss of life. But I, I touched, I touched uh, some of the iron. For the, they made a cross out of it and put it on the sidewalk from the twin towers, and I got a jolt when I touched. Oh, it. I, I believe it. I think energy holds on something. There's no doubt about it. But even this, like, uh, 
pool that they created there. It's like what did they just do there when, yeah. they, when they did the pool? What did they do when they added water? It looks like a portal. And it it what it amplified. It's going to amplify oh, anything. It, it, true. It's it ground to grounding. It would. Now is that a gateway to other realms with that much energy? Well, let, let's jump into one of John's favorite shows here, The Magician. Yeah. All right. We, we have a traveler in there, and his name is Penny in the show. Yep. And there's a water fountains that he he'll dive into. Correct. I didn't even think about the correlation. Yeah, you're right. So there you go. And you're talking about a walker here, a traveler. A traveler is what you're talking about. So you're saying now you've made a portal in the 911 district, or ground zero district, I guess is mm-hmm. what they really call it. Now you've added water and fountain. So you've just made it easier for entities to come to and from. Is that what you're saying, John? It would stand a reason. Don't make mask again, young man. <laughs> it would stand a reason. Uh, see, then I would like to revisit it now since they put that in yeah, and see never, if I, I can feel I, an energetic I, difference. I've never gone to, not since after it happened, but uh, it, it would be interesting. I like, all right, I, I like where you're going with this, and I like I like this paranormal talk anyways. So you've had many, and we'll get, we'll get I, I've, to I've seen stuff. full body apparitions and stuff, yeah. Now, the first time that John and I ever got together to, and, you know, we just hung out, we played some music, did our stuff, and he, John played a song that was happened to be my mother's favorite song, one of them, and John had never seen a picture of my mother, so here, here we go again, this is, this is just valid proof, so uh, he texts me the next morning, and uh, says to me, I had a woman come into my room last night. On the left side, which is, means it's a mother. Please take it from there. Oh, I, di- I didn't know who it was. I mean, usually it's after I get in bed and hit the pillow, I start seeing that stuff. It's like, I haven't even hit the pillow yet. My eyes are closed. It's like, I've already got this thing in my head going on. Nobody I knew. And like I said, I described her in a, and used on it and said, that's my mother. I but, believe it was. Oh my God, that's my mother. And but it was it was it was really weird. It's like that presence wanted to be known. And like I said, I wasn't even I wasn't even at the pillow yet. It's usually after I settle down. Yeah. And it's like it was that quickly. Well, yeah, because what I get from your descriptions when you talk about what happens, it's like you're almost between a dream state and awake at the same time, and that's when you get yeah. that type of vision. Yeah. And this is before you hit the pillow, and she's also come to you so a sense, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen that. You've seen that in butt body as well. And you also have another thing that I find really interesting happens to you a lot. And uh, sometimes it, it usually jumps the hell out of you, which I think is it, it's funny. If you've ever seen John jump, it's funny. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but uh, you had two, two weeks ago. Talk about the orbs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll come up on the side of me and just scare the crap out of me. From behind, and it's like, Ooh. now you had one at, at the old house you were at that did, you were going down the stairs and it kind of came right at your face and almost knocked oh, yeah, you down. Oh, yeah, it, it came you. right up at me. It's like, which kind of scared me, especially being on stairs. I mean, there was a big stairwell, and it's like, yeah, it, it shocks you, it really does. I see these orbs, and they're not just out of the side because sometimes you can see them coming right at you. It's, it's, oh, most of the time it's white, white haze. I don't know what to call it. Okay, I've seen black ones too, but this was this, these were white. They're really what white's always better. Yeah. <laughs> but they startle you when they when they happen. I, I have to ask John or any of our viewers out there that are listening. Um, 
Have you heard the story here in Maine about the devil's footprint? Something about that sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Uh-huh. What was this place? And suppose the, the lore, which I love that word because it really lore, it's almost like you're being lured in. And I got lured into this and going to check it out. And because the story goes... Where was it? It's in Manchester, Maine. And uh, it's a little hard to find. It's on a back road next to a church now. But they were trying to put the road in. This was years and years ago. Uh, I want to say early 1900s. And there was a boulder they couldn't move. They tried everything. They could not move it. And one co-worker stayed after work. And uh, another one came back, and he was standing on this boulder that they couldn't move. And he said to the, that he would give his soul to the devil if he would just move that rock. And he said it with anger. They said that he was furious. The next day, they came back. The boulders moved. There's a hoof print and a boot print on the rock, and the guy's never seen again. And this is supposedly a true story. Can you see the rock? Yes, you can see the rock. I was actually just thinking, I really should bring you sometime if you'd be interested in going. Yeah, I'd like to see that. It, it's very interesting with the hoof print and the boot print. And uh, the lore again is incredible right there. When I, when, I was, when I was about 16 years old, maybe 17, me and my friend John, I, I think I collect Johns. <laughs> just sounds like me and my friend John, not this John, childhood John. He, we, uh, childhood friend. Yeah, my childhood best friend growing up. So my, uh, we knew my, my house had some activity. His did too. But I, I was home alone. It was just for Christmas. My folks had gone Christmas shopping. And I could hear somebody walking around upstairs, and I knew that my brother-in-law wasn't home. His car was gone. So I called my friend John, and I said, you know, can you come over here? I'm hearing something strange. And so he came over. He's like, what's up? And we both sitting there, and I said, you could hear these heavy footprints walking in a circle up by which would have been in the kitchen by the telephone. So my friend being the bonehead that he is, uh, I love him. He's just a bonehead. Grabs a knife, and we're going to go check this out. And I tell him, you know, if this is a spirit, I really don't see how this is going to do you much good. But we go upstairs. We get up there. We're standing in the kitchen. We The footprint, the footsteps never stop. There's nothing there. We can hear exactly where it's going. We're looking right at the spot. There's You can't see anything. Nothing. All right. Well, we're young. We're scared. We're stupid. We're bolting. We go down the stairs. Something, for some reason, I had, I, I don't know why, but all of a sudden I had to go to the bathroom instantly. I asked him to wait for me. Scared shitless. <laughs> scared, scared the shit right out of me. It really did. It scared the poop right out of me. So I'm sitting on the toilet, and he, all of a sudden he goes, Brian, it's coming down the stairs. I can hear the stairs creaking. And I'm on the toilet, and I can too. Creak, creak, it, with a step sound. And uh, we both tried to get out the door at the same time, got stuck. And the weird part to this, again, is my parents had just pulled in the yard. Me and John had just got out the door, and we're freaking out. We're telling my parents what's going on. My parents are going about everything like we're not talking about anything. It's like we're not even standing there. They just went about their business. They're like, that's nice. That's nice. Oh, that's nice. Are you listening to me? (laughs) You're not listening to me! (laughs) So there's so much that of that it's hard to explain. I, I don't know what to do with that. I don't, I don't know. It makes you wonder, is it just trapped energy in the house? Um, 
Well, supposedly, I found out after this, I decided to do some research, that there was a broken rafter in the attic of my house, and uh, somebody's uncle had hung himself, and they cut the beam to, to get him down. I don't know why they just didn't cut the rope, but that was the story. And I have another one where my stereo came on by itself, because I moved into the attic before I knew any of this stuff, or my bedroom. Every teenager wants to be as far away from their parents as possible. And it came on by itself. I shut it off. Got back in my bed. It's the middle of the day. Turned it, it turned back on again. I shut it off. The third time I got angry, I unplugged it. It came back on. I am not kidding. No joke at all. I called John again. Come over here. He's sitting there. He's sitting there. Nothing's happening. All of a sudden, it comes on again. I have a witness this time. He looks at me and he says, I am out of here. I'm all done coming to your house. Because <laughs> he had seen that the cord wasn't plugged in. Now, can an apparition or any Is cause it? enough energy to fire up a stereo? When you consider that to run a stereo for an entire day costs you on the average half a cent. We're not talking about a lot of power here. Well, everything's energy. I mean, if you can tap it and pull it out of the, the ether, why couldn't you make something run? I like the ether part there. Why? Why? Why couldn't you? How? How is it? Do you, how do you figure this? Some dim lights and others give them so much power, like yours, it blows a light. What's the difference? I don't know. I really don't know. Is the dimming a weaker one that's trying to come through, and the lights will flicker? That's what I'm going to go with. It's like the cemetery here in Wyndham. It's known as one of the most haunted cemetery in New England. I mean, you consider how old Massachusetts is. That gives this thing a lot of credibility. And they say that even police won't go down there after dark. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Uh, you can look it up online, too, the Wyndham Cemetery. Uh, it's great. Actually, uh, I went on Halloween... And I got video. I brought video camera. I, I was all cool. I was like a go Ghostbuster all by myself, you know. And I sounded like a screaming twelve-year-old when I left too. <laughs> I was standing there. The, the weirdest thing for me out of that whole thing that night was when I was standing there, and all of a sudden I heard something run right by me, and, and there was nothing there. And it, it wasn't an, an animal. It was too big to be an animal, but it ran right by me. It sounded like a child. No, well, it's like, what was it, a couple weeks ago? My phone went off by itself. The podcast started. That's right. That's right. And, and, and it was really odd because I was in the shower and I thought I heard something. And, of course, your mind tries to Was that sense. the morning you heard the voice? Yes. Well, what did the voice say? Well, it sounded like, sounded like John, I'm dying. And this was a male or female? It sounded like a female. Okay. And, but I'm not sure if that's what it said or if my mind's just trying to make it sound like what it said. I'm trying to put it together. Well, I came out of the shower, and I come running out. Actually, you were here, so I ran out because you're outside. And I said, "Did you say something?" And it was just really kind of weird, and it was just seemed so real to me. And then it was maybe ten minutes later, my phone started doing a podcast, yes, and and then it stopped. Did it do it twice? Yeah, you stopped it, and then it started up again on its own, all by itself. And it's like, this is so weird. But it's like, it makes you wonder. Well, it goes back to it's an What electronic. else happened that it's morning? It's an electronic. I don't remember. 
So I usually turn around here in the driveway, you know, when I come to visit. In the oh, morning. that's right, that's right. And so I was, you know, getting ready to leave, and I started to back back around the driveway, and my vehicle revved to the point that I thought I was going in the backyard. I had no control over it, and then it just let right back up again. John thought I was just being like aggressively playful and wanted to spin out in the snow. Yeah. No, I really thought I was going in the backyard. <laughs> well, it makes you wonder things from other dimensions, non-physical. How many times have you felt some step on your throttle? How about after your friend passed away? Yeah, yeah, it was shortly. Gosh, 10 minutes time. Could you please share that experience? I was with you when it happened. Uh, A good friend of mine passed away back in September. And she was always telling me that I drove too slow. I could consider conservative more than anything, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) She um, always told me that I drove too slow. Well, she died of cancer back in September. And when I found out, a co-worker had texted me and let me know that she'd passed. And then it was a matter of time. And I swear it's not even 10 minutes after I get that notification. We're driving. We were just out for a ride. And uh, the car accelerated on its own. Not once, but twice. Yep. And, and I said, if anyone wants to get my attention... And to be specific of who it was, it would be that person because she was always telling me I drove too slow. Like, step on it, be more aggressive. It was, it, it was validation. Like, I, I don't know how you took it, but I took it as she felt free. Oh, if if any way she was going to get my attention, that would be the way. There'd be no question of who it was. But she couldn't have done it in her physical body in the shape she was in. Right. So it was almost like, hey, John, I'm good. No, I'll, By the way, speed up. <laughs> no, there, there, there was no doubt in my mind that that was one way of getting my attention. And, uh, it, it was nice. It was nice validation. I'm thinking right now about... I'm watching John, and, and I'm really fascinated by a lot of his stories. And he's got a lot of really good stories and thoughts. We, he will make you think. We will make you think. Well, I think we all do in life. But the thing is, we don't talk about it, but we don't share them because it sounds so odd. And everybody's always worried about everybody else is going to think. Most people are going to think what they want to think anyway, so you might as well be who you are. And we don't need the validation, I guess, but it's... We put we, we put the information out, not for validation so much as to let other people know that it's okay if you think differently. No, definitely. We definitely think differently. You no, know, in fact, we, we encourage it. And oh, life would be boring if you didn't have a little variety in it. There's it, enough sheep already, isn't there? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Let them, let them breathe the chemtrails. I'm thinking about looking up some paranormal studies that will be go, should be going on. Um, and, and now I'm thinking about asking John on the air live. Uh, hey, John, if I find one of these to go to, would you go with me? I would like to do something like that. It wouldn't bother me. If they bring the proof and stuff. You know, it's usually after a study, they'll bring their proof or what they found and then let you walk around the building or area. Would you, you would do that? We're looking for scientific proof. Yes. Which is nice. Um, but let's go back to that Center Hill going up there. First time we went up there. Uh, All right, now mind you, Center Hill is a place in Weld, Maine. Yep. And it is up in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone signal, nothing. And when I say it's up, it's up. It's a mountain. It's basically a mountain, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. All right, John, go. Well, you brought me up there the first time, and we're taking the path, and I'm just enjoying it. And I had planted a cache. Yeah, which I didn't know it meant, but uh, you told me we were, and we were, you said we were almost to the top, but I, but I, but I zoned right on some other area. 
Yeah. You kept saying there's something over there. Yeah, I, I could feel it, and, and I was pointing pointing to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how many times have you been up that hill prior to that? At least a hundred. Yeah, we walked over to that where I was being pulled, and it was like a swamp at the top of the pond. Exactly, uh, the mountain. A swamp. It was. It was weird. It had like, but it, it wasn't cat tails. It was. It looked like that, but some something different. It was, it was like swamp grass, but it was cool. And it was like just a little bog. What are the odds of there being a but, swamp? But, but I was pulled to that water or that spot. Well, it was. It was, didn't have much water at the time. There was a little bit, not much, because it was fall. But I just fall. knew it was different. You did, and you were pulled towards water, and you never saw it before. No, I, I, I can guarantee you that anybody I ask that spends a lot of time up there, and I know a lot of people don't know that's there. I've walked right by it because you have to go through a little bit of woods to get to it. But you were so pulled. That we went through the woods, and then you went, oh, that's what I feel. Okay, now, is it calling out to you? Is it an energetic signature? And that goes back to other realms. Is it the same thing? Something pulling you? Trying to get your attention? Well, it's the blood of the earth. If you think of it, that water veins. No, true. And in the human, your blood veins. Veins, no matter how you look at it. So, were, I, were you in tune for some reason, with that water vein. There was something there. But how do you get a vein to the top of a... I don't know. Basically a mountain I like that. I don't know. But it was really weird where it was. But there was no denying it. Didn't, it didn't seem like it belonged there at all. Mm, no, it looked, it looked like it would be in a boggy area. A low, boggy yep. area. And uh, But there's a lot of quartz up there, too. So there's a lot of... And that holds energy really well. Definitely. Really well. Um... I think we should wrap this one up. Okay. And uh, what do you think, John? No, that's fine. I, I did want to touch base that we're, we really do want to make this more interactive. Um, like I said, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. So if anyone's tuning in, what we're looking for is information on how to do call-ins. If some, and kind of like to avoid Skype only because of things Brian's read. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, the, the, this echo issues and stuff. So if anyone has any information about that, we'd really appreciate it because we really do want to have some interaction with folks other than just comments, but we love the comments as well. So please keep that coming. Uh, it's not just our show. It's, it's, it's all of our show and we want to make it that way. And we really, yeah, we really want everybody to feel as though they're included and are welcome to call in. Yeah, really do. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be sporting a power compass t-shirt here pretty soon. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but again we'd like to thank you spending time with us and uh, we appreciate it yeah of course we do thanks for taking this uh, uh, let's see how long has it been yeah, thank you for spending 40 minutes with us today and uh, so uh, again I'm Brian and I'm John I'm and we are Pyro Compass and we'll talk to you soon thank you have a good day guys <laughs>